Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi there and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast and today we're going to look at the treatment of Soviet prisoners of war by uh, the Nazis uh, and particularly the uh, mass killing of Soviet uh, commissars um, that uh, became uh, an an obsession uh, for uh, Hitler uh, and for the senior Nazi leadership. Um, and before we do, I just want to let you know of some uh, really, really great developments on the Explaining History uh, Patreon. Um, you can now see every Monday I'm giving uh, what I what I think of as a, a kind of a, a weekly briefing, um, uh, an examination of uh, contemporary issues. Starting today, we're looking at Bernie Sanders and the Iowa Democratic Caucus. And on Tuesdays, I'll be doing a intensive uh, weekly workshop for students, um, no matter what level you're at, whether you're doing GCSE or A-level or the international equivalent wherever you are in the world, or whether you're um, undergraduate, postgraduate, or perhaps even um, just uh, amateur historians looking to uh, write the history of your local area. The principles are all the same understanding um, research, understanding uh, analysis, understanding historiography, um, and shaping your work, shaping your answers, shaping your ideas, so that they, if you're at school, that you really are maximising your marks. And if you're studying for pleasure or um, writing uh, for um, your own purposes, that you're um, making the most out of the material you're working with. So we'll be doing that week by week. And if that sounds really good to you, if that sounds like that would help you, and if that sounds um, like it would really, really add value to your experience and your understanding and your enjoyment of history uh, and all your studies, um, check out the Patreon page. And if you pledge, then all these and other goodies will be exclusive to you and and other pledges. Anyway, so let's dive into it. So um, in the past, we've looked at Nicholas Rashman's KL, The History of the Nazi Camps, and uh, we're returning there um, today. um, And we're moving ahead to um, the war years, particularly to the summer of 1941. Um, Rashman writes, Early on June the 22nd, 1941, German troops invaded the Soviet Union. Operation Barbarossa, 
the biggest and most devastating military campaign ever had begun. German forces, more than three million men strong, initially advanced rapidly and left death and destruction in their wake. Hitler had long dreamed about this moment, picturing a decisive showdown with Jewish Bolsheviks that would determine Germany's destiny. Now, just a caveat there. Um, that language um, in, in the book is obviously uh, in sort of large inverted commas. Um, the term um, Jewish Bolsheviks was a Nazi term. It was um, a way of the Nazi regime conflating together the ideas of um, Lenin and the ideas of, of the Jews. Um, you know, Hitler obviously made the point that Karl Marx was uh, Jewish and therefore this strange and uh, alien set of ideas which were anti-German, they must be part of some cruel Jewish conspiracy in order to destroy German civilization and uh, European civilization. So Judeo-Bolshevism became this catch-all term for uh, communism, uh, but it gave it put uh, a distinctly racial conspiracy theory slant on its origins. Two months before the invasion, Hitler had hold, told his generals that the war in Russia would be unlike any other conflict that had come before it. It would be uh, a war of annihilation. It would be uh, an utterly merciless campaign. The generals shouldn't have been surprised by this rhetoric because as early as 1938, they were contemplating the hunger plan as part of the General Plan Ost, um, which was designed to starve 30 million Russians to death. Uh, in order to make sure that both the Reich and Germany's armies in the field had enough food to sustain them. Um, large numbers of Russians would have to die uh, in order for the foodstuffs of conquered Russia to be diverted to where uh, the German army needed them most. So they were far from being kind of innocents in the whole process. Uh, and in fact... They were uh, direct and enthusiastic participants. Um, Hitler signalled to them that they should re um, prepare for a war of extermination. And from June 1941 onwards, the German army uh, was a, a kind of a, a key part of that process. Now, one of the um, ways in which this was seen um, a, a long, long time ago, perhaps as long ago as the, the 1970s, it was believed that um, the the German army fought as armies did in the battlefield and were no more kind of guilty of uh, war crimes particularly than uh, any other combatant. Um, and that really the, the kind of the chief culprits were the, the SS and the, the, things like the Einsatzgruppen and, and stuff like that. The, um, the, the mass murderers that, that came behind. Not the case. The German army was um, complicit they um, in, in sometimes in an auxiliary role um, to the SS and the Einsatzgruppen, sometimes actually taking the lead in uh, mass killings of civilians and of prisoners. Um, so um, the uh, army, which was flanked by the SS and the Einsatzgruppen, um, became the the kind of not only a means of uh, waging war but of uh, genocide, and during that same time period, the uh, German authorities were drawing up plans for the uh, colonization of the Soviet Union, 
Um, and these were inherently genocidal in, in intent, um, and meaning that the entire plan for the Soviet Union rested on genocide. Um, Rushman writes, There was no mercy for captured Soviet soldiers either. Hitler regarded them as no better than animals, dumb, dangerous and depraved. And the German army high command decided, even before the invasion, that the conventional rules of warfare would not apply to them, in contrast to prisoners of war on the Western Front. Entire armies of Soviet prisoners perished in German hands. The more prisoners, the, um, the more of these prisoners die, the better for us, quoted some senior Nazi officials. In all, an estimated three to five hundred thousand Soviet POWs died each month between October and December 1941. Most of them wasted away in POW camps, starving and freezing to death in makeshift tents and muddy hulls. Other Soviet soldiers were murdered elsewhere, including in concentration camps, uh, after the Nazi war of extermination entered the KL, the, the camp system. So all the, all the studies show that the survival rates for um, Western prisoners of war, British, American, uh, French, uh, were vastly, vastly superior to uh, anything that Soviet soldiers could expect. So much so that in many instances, being taken prisoner was a, a, in essence a slow death sentence itself. In uh, Richard J. Evans' brilliant book, The Third Reich at War, um, he describes the guidelines issued to troops. He writes, On the 19th of May, 1941, guidelines issued to the troops for the invasion demanded Ruthless and energetic action against Bolshevik agitators, irregulars, saboteurs, Jews, and total elimination of all active and passive resistance. The inclusion of Jews as a separate category in this list was of enormous significance. Here, the German army being given license in effect to kill Jews wherever it encountered them, on the assumption that all of them were part of the Bolshevik resistance. The conquest of Poland had already demonstrated the murderous and often sadistic violence regular German troops would visit on Eastern Jews. The invasion of the Soviet Union was to produce this violence on a vastly larger scale. The inclusion of the deliberate murder of prisoners in the invasion plan was underlined on the 6th of June 1941 when Field Marshal Wilhelm Keitel, uh, head of the Combined Armed Forces Supreme Command, issued an order that all political commissars in the Red Army, whom he characterised as the originators of barbaric Asiatic methods of fighting, were to be shot immediately on capture. The German general staff had always had an obsession with partisans, dating back to the Franco-Prussian War, when uh, French irregulars that took shots at uh, German, uh, Prussian or German soldiers um, and who would lay ambushes for them, which was pretty few and far between, there was not, wasn't a great deal of that, were referred to as Frank Tireur, or in, in French, or French hunters. Um, and the, the fear that um, the general staff had was of uh, armies marching, um, winning fair and square on the battlefield, and yet being slowly kind of um, wiped out or slowly sort of 
um, drained away in their force uh, through um, assassinations, ambushes, uh, and booby traps, and, and, and that sort of thing. And there was it was seen by the uh, the German general staff and later the German high command as being um, partisan warfare, as being kind of some sort of um, crime really against the, the 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 principles of warfare as the uh, the general staff saw it the um, the martial struggle and when you look at this through a Nazi racial filter um, it it makes um, more of a picture in that um, Hitler saw warfare as being a kind of supreme contest between the races and that um, this should be decided on the battlefield where the Germans inevitably, the Aryan Germans would inevitably win, uh, and partisans uh, were somehow kind of undermining that. Of course, this doesn't stop um, at the end of the Second World War. All sorts of kind of rather futile planning for a, a partisan war uh, of uh, national salvation to be carried out behind enemy lines uh, in the future, but Nazis are unsurprisingly hypocrites as well. Anti-communism, anti-Semitism within the officer corps combined to make a um, Hitler um, his um, orders for mass killing, and the um, uh, the officer corps and then the general staff uh, easy, very easy bedfellows with uh, one uh, another, um, and the experience of having already done this sort of thing in Poland had hardened um, most uh, members of the officer corps to the idea that Jews and Slavs could only really be treated with extreme brutality, that that was the only language that they, that they knew, um, and that potentially wiping them out altogether was preferable than to um, trying to uh, dominate them in, in, in any other way. Um, only a few uh, generals, such as Field Marshal Fedor Hombok or Lieutenant uh, Colonel Hanning von Tresco, um, instructed their officers to ignore uh, the order to kill commissars and civilians uh, and said that it was incompatible with international law um, or dangerous to good order and discipline or, or both. So there were a, a, a couple of exceptions, but the vast majority of generals um, were willing transmitters of Hitler's um, instructions uh, and saw them carried out to the left. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. By March the 27th, um, 1941, even before um, Hitler's speech, uh, Field Marshal von Brauchitsch, who was Commander-in-Chief of the Army, had already issued his own instructions that troops must be clear about the fact that the conflict is being fought between one race and another, uh, and proceed with the necessary rigour. So these sorts of conceptions make the war on the Eastern Front really quite different from anything that Hitler had done before. Uh, The war in the West, um, even the conquest of Poland, whilst being um, appallingly brutal uh, and murderous, was not uh, a, uh, a war to annihilate the Polish people out of the pages of history, though simply to subjugate them and reduce them to the level of slaves to Aryan Germans. Um, The war in uh, France, in the Low Countries, in um, the Balkans, these had all involved uh, Nazi terror um, and uh, the the strafing of French civilians um, and refugee trains um, and uh, columns of uh, civilians on French roads. That kind of thing was designed to terrorise the French population but to wipe them off the face of the earth forever um, was not, that was not the intention in, in France. And it's very revealing that even before Hitler had uh, instructed openly uh, genocide towards the Russians and the killing of prisoners, um, they, uh, generals such as Brauchitsch were already making those sorts of statements and to, to con- and instructing the soldiers to conceive of it as a racial struggle. Now, there's no doubt, of course, that is exactly how Hitler saw things, and the whole point of conquering Russia was to, uh, to give uh, living space to Aryan Germans and to wipe inferior peoples off the face of the earth, but it was also to undo this most unholy, in Hitler's eyes, this most kind of unholy of political formations, um, Bolshevism, uh, and to wipe it out completely. Hitler's uh, memories of seeing the red flag raised above Munich and his belief that um, Bolshevism uh, had had spread to Germany and it was his task to, to stamp it out uh, meant that he saw the war in many ways against Russia as part of the reverse of that process of going to the serpent's nest and striking striking it at its heart. Um, soldiers were instructed uh, accordingly um, in propaganda uh, efforts of considerable dimensions, writes Richard J. Evans, that included the inevitable reference to the struggle against world Jewry, which is striving to rouse all the peoples of the world against Germany. The normal rules were set aside. Officers were, not, officers were not just officers, but also leaders of the racial struggle against Jewish Bolshevism. As General Eric Herpner 
uh, wrote in the marching orders for his troops on the 2nd of May 1941, the war against Russia is a fundamental part of the German people's struggle for existence. It is the old struggle of Germans against Slavs, the defence of European culture against the Muscovite Asiatic deluge, the defence against Jewish Bolshevism. The struggle must aim to smash Russia, uh, the Russia of today, into rubble, and as a consequence it must be carried out with unprecedented harshness. So there are um, all sorts of things in that, um, that statement there. Going back slightly, the idea that um, Russia represented this... Um, they, the Nazis often like to talk about this idea of the Asiatic horde, um, that um, Russia was something non-European, and Asia represented barbarism, and um, that... Uh, the, the the tendency of uh, Russia was to use to, was to act as a gateway for these kind of barbaric hordes uh, to pour into Europe, um, and the Nazis were almost kind of conjuring up um, sort of medieval fantasies of uh, the Genghis Khan's um, sort of golden horde uh, getting almost as far as the kind of the the gates of Vienna or uh, so other these other other sort of uh, fantasies that were, um, were often propagated. Um, so the, uh, the, the three parts of, uh, of what Herpner was saying, that there was this ancient struggle between Germans and Slavs, there's obviously been various um, Germanic crusades into Russia from the 12th century onwards, particularly the, the original Friedrich Barbarossa's um, war, um, which was where he was defeated by uh, the, uh, the the heroic uh, Slavic uh, knight Alexander Nevsky. Um, the defence of European culture against the Muscovite. The Nazis had taken it upon themselves, as they saw it, to be not just the defenders of Germany, but the defenders of all Euro European culture. Um, I suppose by that they meant um, a, a racial Christian culture. Um, there are plenty of aspects of European culture that Hitler wasn't very fond of at all. And the defence against Jewish Bolshevism, so the defence of Europe against the, this sort of idea that is being spread by the Jews. So Hitler and his generals were obsessed with Soviet commissars. Um, they looked for them um, incessantly in occupied parts of Russia, and um, they saw them as the most dangerous, some of the most dangerous characters lurking in the East. The Nazis do tend to kind of mythologize their enemies in, in this way. Um, Nazi leaders were convinced that savage and fanatical commissars, uh, writes Nicholas Rashman, um, as the personification of Jewish Bolshevism would force their troops to fight to the end and commit untold acts of cruelty against German soldiers. To preempt these such atrocities and to break the Soviet resistance, the German Army High Command on the 6th of June 1941 ordered the execution of all political commissars who acted against Soviet uh, German troops. This order, which found widespread support amongst the fiercely anti-Bolshevik German officers, was, wide, was applied very widely on the battlefields and in the rear against combatants and captives, and thereby contributing to the erosion of the boundaries between the front line and occupied territory. And that is a kind of a really, a really key kind of aspect that the, um, the once um, fighting had ended on the front line, that didn't mean to say violence was over. But the occupied territory, wherever it was, 
became um, a, a focal point of uh, violence, of um, constant conflict, of arrests, of executions, of mass graves. Um, the police um, and the SS were closely involved in executions. Um, to make sure that no commissars slipped through the net, the uh, RSHA, uh, the Reich Security Office, dispatched special police units to search for uh, unacceptable Soviet prisoners um, in the POW and labour camps. So there were perhaps commissars that were hiding uh, amongst other soldiers, other prisoners. Um, the list of suspects was as long as it was vague, including not just alleged commissars and party officials, but also fanatical communists, the Soviet Russian intelligentsia, uh, intelligentsia and all Jews. After these enemies had been identified uh, among the mass of POWs, uh, Reinhard Heydrich ordered in uh, mid-July 1941 they would be exterminated. So, um, when Heydrich makes this order, SS and police scour uh, the POW camps. Um, they interrogate suspects very briefly about their identity and activities, um, there is not a great deal of um, depth into these investigations. Most of the decisions are arbitrary. If they felt they weren't getting the right answers, the, uh, they would torture. Bashman writes about Grigorij Efemovich Ladik, um, a prisoner who was betrayed by his comrades. Interrogated by his captors in a POW camp, he later admitted that he had been previously uh, he previously lied about his background. I gave a wrong account of my personal details because I was frightened that I would be recognised as a political leader in shot. He was executed soon afterwards, but confessions like this were often were rarely were rare occurrences. Um, more often, Heydrich's policemen relied on simply uh, guesswork, hunches, and prejudice. Most of them had no idea about what, for example, the Soviet intelligentsia was. They uh, did know uh, how to terrorise their victims, though, into um, admitting to whatever it is that they needed to. Soldiers who were suspected of being Jewish uh, were forced to strip and to see if they had been circumcised, uh, which would seal their fate, uh, though this often led to many Muslim soldiers, um, of which the Soviet army comprised many. Uh, from uh, being being executed. Um, once policemen had completed their selections inside the camp, they reported all suspects, uh, sometimes more than 20% of the all-examined prisoners, for execution, with Jewish POWs widely suspected of being synonymous with commissars, more likely to be murdered than non-Jews. The doomed men were then taken away, while perpetrators awaited further instructions. Uh, most of the victims were young, uh, many in their 20s, and they came from a wide range of backgrounds. The majority were regular soldiers, including many peasants and industrial workers, who were a far cry from the satanic uh, political commissar uh, of the Nazi imagination. Most were probably not commissars uh, at all. Um, just give, to give just one example, among a group of 410 Soviet POWs selected for execution, the Gestapo described only three as functionaries and officers. The rest were just simply rank-and-file soldiers. 25 were classed as Jews, 69 as members of the intelligentsia. 146 were fanatical communists, 
85 as agitators, troublemakers and thieves, and 35 as escapees, and 47 as incurably ill. Um, and it strikes me, those kinds of classifications are the sorts of things that essentially disinterested bureaucrats write down forms for want of anything better to jot down. Um, in the occupied East, um, when it came to the execution of commissars, um, it was done in a far more casual matter um, uh, with very little bureaucracy uh, and the, simply the, the, the process of a, an army mass killing with uh, a, a, an open pit and firing squads, or perhaps not even that. So we're just going to finish there for now. Um, I hope you found this uh, useful and, and helpful, and I hope it's given you just an idea of some of the kind of the perverse logic of Nazism when it came to the attempted conquest of the Soviet Union. Um, do check us out on Patreon, because um, the little community is kind of growing there at the moment. Um, you can check us out on the Explaining History Facebook group, um, but the there is... Uh, fresh content on patreon twice a week um so i look forward to seeing you there and if you can fund us um it does make all the difference and helps me to continue providing top quality uh history ideas and thoughts and writings and readings um throughout the year thanks very much all the best bye bye selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.